Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to This Is Ours podcast. I am your host, Omaina, and this is my podcast where our motto is to be unapologetically intentional. So, I hope everyone is having a beautiful two weeks. It's been really sunny in Kona, which has been awesome. But at the same time, I'm like... Kind of rain, though, but... I'm pretty sure... Yeah, but it's been warm these past few days. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like 10... Okay, maybe not 10. Maybe 10 is a lot. Like, two shades darker by the end of August. But that is besides the point and and that, that is, is actually like good melanin okay popping. well melanin popping in case now. you can't tell i have two guests with me um we have the illustrious irene illustrious, illustrious i don't know man and the what ever critical army uh, critical <laughs> but those are our, these Bitch, are our guests for the last- day can you swear i don't Let's try. Have, you haven't explored that. Okay. I haven't explored that yet. NFSW week. What no, is that? not NS. Yeah. What is not that? Not safe for work. Oh, okay. I like that. But anyways, um, today on today's episode, we're going to be talking about. <sighs> it's titled "Dare for Myself," and I had this idea, a couple weeks ago. But then I thought about it again on the bus. So I've been. I talked about the beauty of the shift last week, and I've just been thinking of how different I am. And even I was having a conversation with one of my friends today and I said something and she laughed. I asked her why she laughed and she was like, no, 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 it's okay. Um, and basically just to provide context, I used to be one of those like warriors, like everything worried me, right? I was always worried all the time. Not to say that I'm still not one of those people, but like I've really changed in the past like year and most especially in the past six months. So I feel like even like my friends, my really close friends who I have from like uni days and from like high school days, like I'm such a different person from who I was that I'm almost like, do they even like, I mean, they know me, know me. They know like the, like my values and those kind of things. But it's like, do they like even know me anymore? But then kind of Damn. drifting. Well, that's, that's it, <laughs> it's kind, of drifting, it's kind of drifting away from what the point. So the point of this is, I've changed a lot and I've reflected a lot over the past six months and I've said that a lot on this podcast, but I've been thinking of the things that I wish I had known when I was like 10 or 13, 15, 17, even like 19. And I've been struggling with this, like, oh, I wish I knew why did I do this? As opposed to just like embracing the fact that, you know, that was a part of my life. That was a part of my journey into becoming who I am. So I've been really trying to reconcile again, like I said last week, this who I was with the woman I'm becoming. So I thought of this idea of why not do a podcast titled Dear For Myself. So it's basically things like if I had little Lomina sitting right in front of me, like little, let's say, let's give an age, 13 year old Lomina sitting right in front of me. What are things I would tell her about the world and how life works and the woman that she's becoming and about to become? So I have a few things. Um, And one, the most important thing I would tell her is, and it's because it's been a reoccurring thing in my life, is just you don't have to fit in. They have to accept you for who you are or they don't get to know you. Mm -hmm. And throughout my secondary school days and even like my first three years of uni I just always felt this like it was like I was standing on the outside yeah like a need to just belong to something and I wasn't like I would I was okay with the idea of conforming who I was to fit in now I don't know I'm pretty sure there's a lot of like I don't think you're alone I think at at a certain age like 
you you start to move away from we're talking about like family systems i'm not i'm not i'm no expert i'm like i'm not even knowledgeable these are just things i observe <laughs> but <laughs> i think at a at a certain point um when you're like a, like when you're like maybe 10 you start to move away from your family mm-hmm. of origin you start to like go out into your community of friends mm-hmm. uh your your community of like cousins mm-hmm. whatever to find family there mm-hmm. to find your sense of belonging there yeah. um but then no one no one tells you like no one tells you how to do it like it, it it's just a way as human beings it's just a way we kind of evolve into who we are is we separate from our family of origin for some time and then like like in our mid late 20s is when we come maybe for some people it happens some people it doesn't happen mm-hmm. um we come back and i think sometimes even when we're de- when when we're developing i don't know where i know this knowledge but <laughs> whoever is wh- whoever is listening please do your own research um when you're developing um you have this you have this like sense of i've lost my train of thought you have this sense of like curiosity um and y- your friends your friend well, not not just curiosity um so maybe if like stuff is happening in your family of origin right um you go out into your community of cousins or friends or whatever or, or whatever sense of kinship when you find when you when you try to fit in and belong in there sometimes not always sometimes it it, it can be an escape from whatever totally. is going on I in totally agree. in yeah. your fa- in your like family of origin right mm-hmm. so like it, sometimes even the friends you choose can be completely different from mm-hmm. from the from your family of origin like you have people who become like like super emo like mm-hmm. like putting on like gothic makeup whatever whatever you do whatever your subculture is it can be so different from your family of origin because because y- you're just tired <laughs> and maybe that's just your 10 year old way of being like this is who i am this is who this is how i identify um but that being said like like from personal experience i spend so much time being a follower so like, it's much time insane. and like now that we're talking about it i i like i don't know who wasn't it's so funny because i feel like for me how i envision it is that I felt like I spent years of my life following someone to guide me home, mm-hmm. but home was always there. You see in me, like the I just ever didn't see physical it. Amen. Um, Come on, yeah. I think for me, uh, especially growing up, um, you know, when as a South Asian woman growing up in a predominantly white place, white I think I did whatever I could to follow and mm. to belong, but there wasn't that there that space would never genuinely exist mm-hmm. yeah. for me mm-hmm. and the only way it could is if I lost a piece of myself and never found it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I realized that like my home is within me mm. and I can't, and it's, it's not like it happened overnight. I'm still in the process of it, but I think knowing where it exists mm-hmm. yeah. and knowing that the comp- I, I own both the home and the compass and mm. the ability to find it. Yeah. Um, because yes, yeah, I mean. because you, you, you tend to spend, uh, and that's the thing. Not all, not all those who wander are lost. No. Um, but for me, I think I was wandering, uh, and looking for this space that already existed within me. I just didn't give myself the patience to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I was almost like, Oh my gosh. Like, no, I mean that sentence of, I spent a lot of my life following, mm-hmm. like really hits me. Cause I spent so much of my life just like, following who was i following why was i following them like answers i still don't know but you look for artifacts right like you look to collect things that that almost help you feel better about 
you know, well, this this collector's item is helping me find who I am. When it when it really is a very yeah. superficial um, item, but in the moment it feels so strong. Like if I could talk to my thirteen year old self, it would be like, I don't even know where to begin. But just that the things that you think matter don't, will actually yeah. end up being very periphery to yeah. the core of your existence mm-hmm. at some yeah. point. Um, and that the center is you, and it will always be you. But those closest to your center. Like, who are those people? Mm-hmm. And and reevaluating what that looks like in mm-hmm. your life itself. Like, I spent my whole life, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't, don't want to say my whole life, but those, you know, those vital years of my development, yeah. um, looking for fulfillment in any place. Validation. That, yeah, that yeah. validation. But where where I realize it comes from is is uh, me and the people who are closest to me. Right. For me, like, I would, I would even extend it to... Um, that sense of validation, mm-hmm. like it, it's almost like a string, right? So whatever sense of it that we either got or mm-hmm. didn't got, didn't got, didn't get, <laughs> didn't get as mm-hmm. kids, when we when when we become older, I don't want to say adults because mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't believe in the construct of adulting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> it's another oh, that's just thing. hump and but, keep going. But so so. Um, looking at that string and like being being a quote-unquote adult um that sense of validation is still there and it's still it's not like i i start to see it in not just me but in in how other people around me who are quote-unquote adults Mm. still seek that validation Mm -hmm. in work in 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 marriage Mm -hmm. in relationships Mm -hmm. and in every single like superficial thing like the best Um, example for that so like in college right i would go we would go to like parties and stuff and like me and my friends would go and the thing is I've never been a passive person like it's never been me but it's always like I wanted to feel like I was there so I was like okay if you're going let me go too and I remember we would go and like it sounds so dumb now that I say it out loud but I'm gonna say it because I'm trying to embrace I'm trying to embrace my vulnerability but we would go to parties and I remember like guys would come up and hit on my friends and I would just be like I'm not really much of a dancer either so I would just be sitting in the corner just like people watching because that's like my favorite thing to do (laughs) and like guys would come up and hit on my friends and I would just be in the corner and we would go home and all like they would all be just nervous and I remember thinking in my head like is there something wrong with me like is there a reason why like nobody wants to talk to me and it was just like oh my gosh I fed my insecurities so it was like Mm. I first of all I was just following and then Mm myself literally i was the one feeding my insecurities giving it an all you like i was literally just giving it all the food it needed so i was just in this bubble of following people with all my insecurities and just like chugging through life and chugging through life and i don't know when it happened and honestly i'm like you were saying it's like a journey thing i don't think it's one moment Mm -hmm. it just came like at one point i was just like you know i can't keep doing this like i can't Mm -hmm. keep this mentality i'm gonna like Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna do but i can't keep going this way like everybody is in their own journey and i think it also like ties in with like this whole idea of comparing people mm-hmm. which is and what which was one of like my feet in fact it was a hobby of mine like i think it was my talent when i was like 15 16 i would compare myself to everybody yeah people i knew people i didn't know strangers walking on the street like oh her hair is nice i wish my hair could be nice like that wow. or like um they're talking to her i wish like they i had friends like that. it was like like anything and everything I could use to compare myself to someone else I like I was like a machine at it Mm -hmm. and it took me a really long time to realize that guy like pause like 
somebody else is using you as their own scale. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the same way I'm using other people as this, like, measuring tape to my life is the same way somebody else is using me. But right? even, 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 I mean, I'm... I'm I, I like to, yeah, like, I I'd think, like to deconstruct the notion of a scale. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, I think, and completely, I'm with you on mm-hmm. that, but I think it was recognizing that that led me to mm-hmm. now be thinking of, okay, how do we even mm-hmm. completely deconstruct this notion? But just, yeah. I had to be confronted with that Definitely, reality. Yeah. That you have a scale. Before yeah. I could even, yeah. like, do any Begin work. To yeah. So for me, what... I'm interested in in viewing my younger self is just I'm losing my train of thought as well because this is a lot more of an intimate conversation than I realized it was. Um, <laughs> Me too. Aesthetic wise. I'm trying, yeah, <laughs> trying to practice self-compassion because, you know, um, I, I like to view my younger self as like not someone I would like to mentor per se, but someone you would want to really nourish and you want to foster. You want, yeah, you want to foster that connection and you want to you want to be kind to your younger yeah. self, right? Because some somewhere they're still in you. Oh, not even yeah. like always. Yeah, yeah they're always I, like, with I you. wouldn't even downplay that. Yeah. Oh, like mm-hmm. when when you get rejected, mm-hmm. like when 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 the it, it feeds it's that fun. little part of yourself that is still trying Probably. to like the inner child yeah. is alive and well and like she she. I mean, whatever gender y'all mm-hmm, inner child mm-hmm. is, uh, mine's a girl. But that's 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 besides the point. Um, <laughs> um, like she for me, like she's constantly, mm-hmm. constantly a- alive, and I'm yeah. constantly feeding mm-hmm. her, I'm constantly loving her, I'm constantly mm-hmm. being like, you know what? You did okay today. Tomorrow mm-hmm. will be better. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. you, you did your best today. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Yeah. You're doing great. Like mm-hmm. she's seven sometimes. She's thirteen. Mm-hmm. She's she's like depends. It's depends on yeah. context. On the trigger and too. what triggers and the, trigger, the yeah. younger yeah. selves come there's, out. There's always going to be a trigger. So mm-hmm. like I'm mm-hmm. I'm just speaking just to just to say not to downplay yeah. that 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 piece of like the inner child and like when when she starts kind of like yearning mm-hmm. for love or yearning for 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 approval from outside or whatever mm-hmm. you get to be the parent yeah mm-hmm. you get to be yeah. like you know what i got you mm-hmm. yeah totally like even just a simple sentence of like girl i got you mm-hmm. like don't trip i got mm-hmm. you or like trip trip for this much time i'll give you space yeah but then you, but gotta, I got you. Yeah. you got this i yeah. got you i'm carrying you you, yeah. you didn't have that love that in that moment mm-hmm. but now i, I yeah. ha- i'm here with you it's like a psychic thing yeah totally and i think for me too it's just about kind of honing in on that voice like what is this voice trying to tell me right now yeah you know like what is it that i need what is it that, that my inner child needs yeah. and um what is what is unresolved here because you know i really want to dedicate time to um to really doing that healing work right because there, it manifests in so many different ways and and this and i feel like if i do want to deconstruct this scale yeah this arbitrary scale that i think manifests in a lot of negative ways in a lot of people's lives i mean that begins by listening to to that voice and mm-hmm. how it how it's serving me and this cause that I want to take up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I think even like back to that comparison, you 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 start to think back to where the comparison started. Like, you know, first of all, I want to pause mm-hmm. and shout out like like one of my my teachers, Marianne Hasna, mm-hmm. because she like she's the one who kind of mm-hmm. well, I don't know, introduced maybe introduced mm-hmm. is the one, but but her her teachings have kind of shown me mm-hmm. that path of like that inner child and having mm-hmm. that relationship so i just want to yeah. honor that um but but going going beyond that and looking at comparison mm-hmm. like the like what is the earliest memory of being compared or comparing that you had i'm telling you like i'm pretty sure it it's just as far back as like primary yeah. school like i can't even 
give you like the exact moment but like it's also an action of discipline right like even from a parenting standpoint it's it acts as a form of discipline right right? at all major points in my life i just remember and the thing is even today but it's not like i want to like like this whole thing of self-love and just appreciating Mm -hmm. your journey and i want to appreciate my journey because i know i've come a long way in that like it used to be debilitating before Mm -hmm. like it was just like so heavy on me and i think i've really gone through like a lot of like reflection and just like self-discovery over the years but now it's like i mean it's still there but it's something that i can like acknowledge accept feel mm-hmm. and then let go as opposed to just allowing it be like a rock mm-hmm. just like on my chest and like mm-hmm. i can't breathe like i can't move mm-hmm. because at the end of the day like even something as simple like as an instagram picture right as an analogy like yeah. that's all all you see is the picture like if someone goes to Bali, all you see is a picture of them on the cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't see like <laughs> how they got th- how they got there, mm-hmm. what they're going through. Are they going to Bali because they're trying to mask something? Mm-hmm. Like is there an abusive relationship in their life they're trying to escape? Like all we see is the picture. We don't know the depths of the three D image. Mm-hmm. So like just really like I've been just really trying to like hone in on that so that I don't get carried yeah. away with the picture that I don't even like because the truth on my side, everybody is going through their own shit. Like, you you, you won't know just by seeing their face. Like, yeah. they might be all made up and looking all pretty and tired daddy dad around life. But everybody has their own shit they're going through. I just feel like this, I'm going to call it scale culture. That's my word for it. Because I, it's, you get what I'm yeah, yeah. In scale culture, the power of an individual story, a power, the power of storytelling, the power mm. of human connection becomes relegated to a far remote place in place of that scale mm-hmm. like scale now becomes the only narrative we worry mm-hmm. about so not only are we not knowing the story of the individual let's say we don't even know the story of the individual who drove them to that mm-hmm. lookout point who is a local to bali mm-hmm. who has his own children to mm-hmm. feed and, you know the power of human connection is really being and that's why i think it's so important because this isn't just an interpersonal issue mm-hmm. with me and my inner child. Mm-hmm. This is also preventing human connection from occurring mm-hmm. because comparison, not only is it, you know, that, you know, I've plastered on walls. It's not just a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. It's the thief of the very kindness we need mm-hmm. to, to inherit a better, a better world. Yeah. Right. It robs us of that inter. If I can't connect with my inner child, the scale becomes my life. Mm-hmm. I can if I don't connect inward, and if I can't practice compassion with that vulnerability in myself, mm-hmm. I will not be able to practice that compassion with, with the in the vulnerability else. of another. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, like when you're talking about like that that scale culture, mm-hmm. that vulnerability, like it's almost like it's it's cut off mm-hmm. because of how yeah. much of how saturated you become an island. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is an island now because yeah. because that narrative is so constructed mm-hmm. and so um like cookie cutter mm-hmm. like within within the the, yeah. the portrait of an Instagram picture mm-hmm. that that we're only allowed to see as you were saying mm-hmm. the story that we're given yeah. as opposed to experiencing mm-hmm. the the like the full extent of the people mm-hmm. in front of mm-hmm. us because mm-hmm. yeah. that's how it that's how it was before mm-hmm. before technology is mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not saying we go back to a time before yeah. that because it's impossible. Yeah. We're here. How do we connect both? Yeah. We're still going to need connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 more more than before, we're going mm. to see more issues around mental illness. Yeah. Mental mental, mental illness, mental health challenges, substance use, all, all these different mental mm-hmm. health um, to cope areas. with something that's rooted in self hate. Self hate and also um 
that 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 void of disconnection is mm-hmm. getting bigger whether mm-hmm. we like yeah. it or not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how do it, we bridge the gaps yeah how do we use yeah like you said because we can't exist in this prehistoric world i'm not you know i'm not yeah. here saying like we need to cut off the scale from and you know we, we need to get rid of all these apps that's uh-huh. not the solution here because it's how do we work within these systems yeah. to make them function in a healthier way yeah. right because i don't want another generation of and i'm going to say women in particular um because i'm i'm thinking about a, a younger version of myself um how do i i i it's a very isolating feeling and i wouldn't feel okay letting another generation of girls feel mm, the same way mm-hmm. we, do, we did about ourselves mm-hmm. um and I know a lot of it has been a learning lesson I mean I'm going to quote Bran Stark here like you know every, you were where you needed to be yeah. and I, I believe that but I think there are healthier ways to be where you need to, to be, be that isn't rooted in self-hate mm-hmm. that is rooted in okay why don't I you know how do I talk to myself mm-hmm. how do I guide myself to mm-hmm. this healthier space of being mm-hmm. right yeah and you actually touched on a word that I was going to bring up to vulnerability oh my gosh like anybody that really knows me knows i i think it's the one thing in this world i hate like and hate is a strong i absolutely hate being vulnerable i don't know what it is about it maybe it's like like giving your power to someone like just giving your power to someone else and like having that person have that hold or control over you i don't know where it stemmed from but probably stemmed from somewhere but like i just and so i just got into Brittany brown so i've been you know watching her videos and but they're following her and, and like i i get where she's coming from like it makes sense you know vulnerability is not only like the birthplace of you know all these negative emotions it's also the birthplace of innovation and joy and creativity and all these positive things and i get it i do but like I still like something as simple as will you drive me to Walmart is literally I can barely bring it out of my mouth like I <laughs> I just I would rather hustle and do it by myself than have you have that power over me to be like mm-hmm. no or be like have I like I, I, but is I, that because we're conditioned to think that human connection is precarious or that human connection is is so weak that uh that simple things can break it yeah. you know i feel like we're yeah i'm i'm thinking of like i think it, for me it goes to that like you start you 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 don't start to be vulnerable where you are now at like 20 something mm-hmm. you i think you start to be vulnerable by visiting where that was mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was broken or yeah. where that was challenged mm-hmm. because i think the pieces of where that was challenged are still there. They're mm-hmm. still broken there. Mm-hmm. So I think you go back, you start to have the conversations of when you were like 15, whatever, whatever ages, mm-hmm. you know, you go back there and, 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 and try and, and maybe not even understand it. Maybe you might never, maybe like, mm-hmm. it's so it's so like buried. Down. Yeah. But, but I think, I think part of it starts there. And I think Brene's Brown, Brene Brown is great at giving, giving like the template but then you you need i think you need particular tools maybe therapy maybe whatever Mm -hmm. to embody whatever she's talking about Mm -hmm. because she can she can talk as much as she Mm -hmm. as much as she can but if if what she's talking about is not embodied then i think it's 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 going to be challenging to start that relationship yeah because it's 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 
it's impossible. I, I guarantee that it's impossible to say, okay, thanks, Brene Brown. Thanks for the TED Talk. Now I'm going to go ask someone for, for a ride. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think just, it's like dating. Yeah, like, I don't think it. Visitations uh-huh. of like that, that younger self mm-hmm. where, yeah. where the pieces are that are still broken. Because they're still broken. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it because it's still so impossible yeah. to yeah. do that. And finding, yeah, thing. like finding the root of like, why do I feel this vulnerability with, my connections with another human being Uh you know and like visiting like where that vulnerability does exist right because there there is yeah like what you said about Miriam Husna is where like it's rooted a lot of these things are rooted in inner child work and you know what is it about this vulnerability that brings out such a sense of shame Mm -hmm. especially in my interpersonal connections right like um why what is this voice telling me about how I feel about people Mm -hmm. and how I feel about myself Mm -hmm. in in relation to the people um I think even even added to that, it's also just maybe even analyzing. There's, there's going back, but there's mm. also analyzing our core relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 where they are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, like I can have a core relationship with my mom that is great for the most part, but then there's some moments where it's just mm-hmm. like there's, there's a lot, there's tension, mm-hmm. and maybe like where the where the tension is there is um. I, I just can't be vulnerable with you in this area. It's just like watching watching what that does in other relationships. Because mm-hmm. I believe that like our core relationships, sometimes our core relationships, we transfer them into other relationships. So definitely. That's, that's, that's where we learned to be, Def- yeah. no, to definitely. be relatable beings. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's also possible to hack that. To yes. be like, you know what? That's the core relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand... In this relationship with my with my partner, in this relationship with my coworker, mm-hmm. I see that coming up. Yeah, and I'm just gonna watch that here. I'm gonna watch that here, and then I'm gonna watch that and here, see. and watch how not being vulnerable here mm-hmm. is seeping into me not being vulnerable in this. Yeah, in this totally. Other space. Yeah, yeah, and how it manifests in different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. something I'm interested in touching on is we touched earlier on the concept of validation and external validation. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell the younger you? that that is constantly in search of this of this like you're great you're awesome it doesn't matter how much you tell yourself but that external source sometimes like feel you know that's something I'm really struggling with in talking to my younger self is I'm really practicing you know kindness compassion patience yeah but how do I tell a young girl that those voices don't matter when all you've been told your whole life is that they they matter I don't know I don't I don't know if it's about telling them that they don't matter. Or maybe it's the difference of, and this is just because, for a lack of a better term, but maybe it's the difference between commanding respect and commanding attention. I don't know. Like, what is the difference, right? Yeah. Like, at what point, like, does your moral compass guide you in the sense that, like, this is not, like, this validation means nothing to me. And the and thing is, like, I don't know if it's as simple as, because, okay, um, I was watching a codependent, this is totally unrelated, mm-hmm. but I would explain how it's related i was watching a codependency video today at practicum and ross rosenberg who's this like big guy in codependency mm-hmm. work he was talking about how so the antidote to codependency is self-love but we have to realize it's not as easy as saying i love myself mm-hmm. so why i bring it up is kind of similar to what you're saying about how how do we tell this young girl not to you know create this validation i don't think it's as simple as saying i don't care about the validation mm-hmm. because if we're being honest we're human beings living mm-hmm. in this capitalistic patriot like however like the society we're living in today perpetuates this 
cultural validation, validation is right? Cur- validation is currency. Literally. Yeah. So it's I don't know if it's it's more so about telling her not to seek the validation or giving her the tools she needs to, to find like, her own. Find her own or like tackle to, to the okay, emotions to be okay that come with or with or without it. Yeah, like tackle yeah. like how to navigate the world in yeah. one way, seeking validation, like accepting yourself, and so you don't have to see like seek it externally. Mm-hmm. But even when you now get that validation externally, how do you mm-hmm. process that? Yeah. So like I think it's like that balance between okay, I love myself and giving her the tools to love herself, so mm-hmm. she doesn't seek validation from others. But in the event that that day you're just feeling crummy mm-hmm. and, you know, seeking that validation, how do you navigate those murky waters? But I do though? notice a See, lot of parallels, too, like in terms of like when you're a young child and let's say you're in a home situation where you're giving all your power at home, you're giving all your power away to those who, um, you know, authoritarian figures, let's say. And then all you know is to give away your power, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you then go to school and you give away your power, mm-hmm. right? Like you give away your power in loving yourself because you give that power of others to do as they wish with how they want to yeah. love you, right? And that, I think that's that's hard. Like how do we cultivate the tools um, for self-love? At a, like how do we become more preventative in this approach? Like why are we healing... Like, why are women having to heal themselves in their mid-20s instead, of never, instead of never having to be hurt in the first place? And I, I, I also agree that hurt does bring a lot of educational opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we should be uh, romanticizing this, uh, this hurt either. I'm trying to find that fine line. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying about, like, it is we were where we needed to be, but how do we navigate being in that place without all these mm-hmm. other, like... And to be honest, I don't know if it's something that... I can answer today or in the next few years maybe something that we just have to keep working mm-hmm. at and those tiny things that those tiny aha moments mm-hmm. we use yeah to aid our inner self and maybe that little girl that you watch on the bus so mm-hmm. like that you're mentoring at the boys you get what I'm saying yeah like I think in general in life I think we search so much for meaning which is like is mm-hmm. valid like life is i think this whole big puzzle and we're just Mm -hmm. trying to fit the pieces but we search so much for meaning and i feel like sometimes we just get so caught up in looking for that big aha Mm. moment that we just forget about all the little yeah the little aha yeah like (laughs) just walking down the street one day and just being like so that's what that was Mm -hmm. or you know reading watching a movie for the second time and being like oh like I didn't see this last time or just like having a conversation with a friend you haven't had like just the little things that we don't appreciate yeah. or like embrace because there's, there's one thing to go through life and be like yes I appreciate the journey mm-hmm. but like stand and be present yeah like and that's what I think I'm really trying to root myself in as well you know I, I just turned 26 on Sunday so baby me like what I just wanted something I really want to confront is that I felt like I spent my whole life or a majority of my life standing on the edge of a cliff. Mm. Okay. Like just anything was going to set it off, but nothing quite did. But it was always that moment, that perpetual agony of like, this is it. Like this is the tumble. You know, like this is the tumble. Oh, here's a gust of wind. Like this is going to do it. No. Okay. That one's going to do it. Mm. And I want to learn to embrace that. You know, I, I don't know if I want to embrace the edge or if I just want to maybe do a cliff jump and drink deep from the water. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm having a hard time bridging that gap between my young self on the cliff's edge 
and the woman I think I'm becoming who is taking a deep dive into the into the you know the the deep into water the well, yeah into yeah into the, <laughs> into the deep waters of life right like where and I'm really trying to figure that out because I find that I'm at this teeter-totter moment mm-hmm. of you know I'm, I'm done living on that edge that precarious edge mm-hmm. I'm done feeling like um, anything's gonna do me in mm-hmm. because that you know I've I've survived mm-hmm. on that edge for mm-hmm. so long that I think I'm ready to um to dive in and I don't know what I'm diving into but I feel like I'm I've created this kind of duvet of love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so no matter what you fall into you yeah know that i'm still yeah i'm support. still filled with this like feather filled duvet that i spent my whole life threading together <laughs> <laughs> to cocoon me yeah. in in that journey and i don't know i don't i'm speaking in a lot of metaphors here but i think that people get it i hope they get it because for me i think it's like again jump like yeah. I've, I think I've just and or maybe the jump isn't in a big moment. Maybe the like, jump is already. Maybe I'm already mid jump. And you, you're just like now, like oh, I jump. Now what? Maybe I'm. Well, maybe I'm mid- floating. Yeah. yeah. Like, just like, <laughs> I think we just need to let go and oh, no, I heard this. Yeah. Pra- let go and let God or whatever spiritual higher mm-hmm. power it is. For live you, and let live or whatever. Yeah. Let go and let insert something here, right? Like just. We just, we spend so much of our lives just so, like, you know, we're carrying the past as a mm-hmm. backpack mm-hmm. and the future in our front. Like, we're weighed down by the future, but carrying the backpack on the back that we can't even, like, em- like just enjoy where we are. And I've just, I don't know. And I'm also going through this journey of just, like, just sitting in the gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just embrace Because the thing is, shit happens mm-hmm. and which is another thing i would tell 13 year old me mm-hmm. because like life sucks mm-hmm. and it really does suck mm-hmm. like you know people die and you mm-hmm. know you lose opportunities you know lost opportunities here lost opportunities mm-hmm. there but in everything i think it all works together and we have to embrace the grad the gratitude yeah. and the favor where we find it because the truth of the matter is today you might be you know singing and laughing and dancing in this Mm -hmm. joyous moment and tomorrow you might be sad and crying but if we don't take but also dancing because human emotions are yeah exactly (laughs) we don't take the time out to just embrace these human emotions whatever they are whether frustration or sadness then when we get hit with that bulldozer of grief or Mm -hmm. loss there's nothing to hold us you know you're not there's nothing Mm -hmm. to hold you down because you've just spent your life just pushing that you Mm -hmm. never grounded yourself in that joy so now the grief has come and it has blown you off your ass mm-hmm. i think um you want to say some beautiful words um i don't know when i decided this but i think there was a point i think was it last year i think at the end of 2016 last year was 2018 was a year it was a year <laughs> for a lot of people if you look back on 2016 I, I actually vaguely i only vaguely remember 2016 there's a reason <laughs> there's a reason why you vaguely remember 2016 no because it was a year i remember a lot of years <laughs> but but specifically okay, why was it a year I don't think I want to go into why it was a like, year. Like, I mean, good year or bad year? Growth? Or growth year? Growth year. Okay. Like, like freaking push, 
year. Yeah. Um, like she had like 10 pounds of skin year. 10 pounds of skin. And then you'd be bare and, then, and naked. Yeah, just be, na- mm-hmm. just be totally naked. And then truth. also last year was that, like a, na- a naked year too in different ways. But at some point between, la- between 2016 and I think last year, I just decided that joy is going to be my fucking template. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. I'm, like I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not, here for it. I'm not. Yes. Like I know things are going to happen. Yes. There's going to be ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Like like babies are gonna come through into this universe. Mm-hmm. Some people are gonna leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. I came into this universe. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna leave. leave. <laughs> you know, like opportunities are gonna happen. And they're gonna, gonna go. Yeah. yeah. Granted, I say that acknowledging that all the privilege that I have mm-hmm. to where I am now. Mm-hmm. But I but even with saying that, I still say it with so much joy mm-hmm. and respect for for the for the spirit forces that that I that, mm-hmm. that I that I work with that mm-hmm. work with mm-hmm. me that are supporting this journey, mm-hmm. and so, um, when you when you're even talking about this edge, like I do remember a time, and I know I know that sometimes I get there, but I think when you start to embrace that, fuck an edge, fam, mm-hmm. like fuck <laughs> an edge, you know, like that is such a construct. Mm-hmm. That is like that's a construct that was created for me by mm-hmm. by my by my family mm-hmm. um by something they somewhere. needed to they yeah. needed it right yeah it's not saying that it that idea of like shit or get off the pot yeah. yeah yeah you know like like especially for like for like international students immigrant families mm-hmm. you need the edge right yeah <laughs> because you need to imagine okay. that guy mm-hmm. you're here but at any moment somebody can just push you now you fall mm-hmm. exactly but then yeah. at some point you you just you, you just sit and you're like you know what if you enjoy the view yeah and i think it, it's mm. also it's even it's even becoming an immigrant that also kind of helped with that like joy thing because it was like okay i'm doing all this paperwork to do all these things if it happens it happens, happens. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't happen it doesn't. it doesn't happen again privilege mm-hmm. yeah but i think even like Brene brown also talks about this of like how um that that edge piece mm-hmm. is also an aspect of like not not being able to like fully step into that vulnerability mm-hmm. because, because living like doing that edge as you say mm-hmm. that cocoon it protects you from something mm-hmm. so then you get attached to like mm-hmm. nah it's like i can't feel joy because the last time i did mm-hmm. this thing happened yeah the last like, time i did I half my duvet job. ripped off but then you forget that like you, you still have the resources yeah. to build that duvet. Mm-hmm. you know you have the support you yeah have, and and when you build that duvet or like let's say you're building it mm-hmm. or if it's built for you um let's say let's say the duvet for me at least well, the, the metaphor that i'm giving for the duvet is like uh, meditation, journaling, mm-hmm. all these different pieces that come together. When the duvet gets ripped off, if say the duvet is 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 I don't know, mm-hmm. it's like whatever tears the duvet mm-hmm. is like a tragic thing. Mm-hmm. When it happens, I know the pieces. I know yeah. I know that meditation yeah. sews it together. I know that and Hindi and Urdu and I I'm gonna say Punjabis adopt it too. And shout out to any Punjabi listeners, but Andaza. Mm which is that you just know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you're cooking a recipe, you you make you can make the same dish 100 times and it could just you could just use different measure, mm-hmm. measurements each time but it still c- comes out perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just that andaza. So I, I exactly what you're talking about just that, you know, that gut instinct, that feeling like I've done this before, I can do it again. Yeah. 
it might not I might not take the same measurement of journaling as I do compared mm-hmm. to meditation or mm-hmm. you know or if that's not your thing you know what makes you happy yeah you know what you know whatever that is what brings you what, what brings, brings you home yeah, yeah. what brings back, you home back for home. me yeah. what 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 it's what brings me home and and that's it's mm-hmm. also going back to that's that like sometimes you need to seek the validation mm-hmm. and I, I I noticed it in myself when when like when things are when I haven't done like some practice whatever mm-hmm. practice looks like if it's running I don't know mm-hmm. whatever when I haven't done it for for a long enough time mm-hmm. I start to I start to need that validation mm-hmm. more but if you have if I, mm-hmm. I think if I have those pieces if I if, if I've had yeah. enough days of practice mm-hmm. I know I'm grounded yeah mm-hmm. if I if, if even if it's a simple yeah. prayer even if Definitely. it's like a simple universe yeah. show me yeah I know I'm good so that when yeah. that boulder comes you're grounded yeah and yeah and you might shake yeah and you might wiggle a bit but, mm-hmm. but you're still there yeah. and 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 when when your leaves valid- might fall but you're still and, mm-hmm. yeah and even when the validation comes i'm like universe thank you mm-hmm. thank you for speaking through mm-hmm. this that. Part, yeah. and the validation yeah. might come in ways that you did not anticipate which exactly. is also true yeah. you know and something that yeah that's something i would definitely want to tell my younger self is that like you got this like it, yeah. it's you know, just just have faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. Have faith in those who love you, and have faith in knowing that the people who do walk out will be replaced by something mm-hmm. far better than you ever oh, imagined could be possible sister. in your life. And yeah, what? Huge. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's yeah. not easy to believe that when you travel. No. Around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, if there was a younger me, young me would probably be like, "You're joking." <laughs> you know, literally, they're like, "Get off me, some shit." Yeah, yeah. Like, but I just want to remind young people: like, relationships will fail, and it's not your failure. It's no. not the failure of another person. Mm-hmm. It is life. Yeah. And what walks out, what in turn will walk in, will be even greater than you ever imagined. Yeah, and like, just believe in your purpose. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Oh my gosh! I wish someone had told mm-hmm. me this. What I spent. And the thing is, I don't regret four years of mm-hmm. studying pre-med because I think I studied it for a reason. But, like, there's mm-hmm. just some days I'm just like, what? It was like, again, I was at the edge and I was so scared to jump mm-hmm. because I didn't know what was waiting for me. Like, if I decided to change my major and I wasn't a doctor anymore, what did that mm-hmm. mean for my future, mm-hmm. right? Like, how did that, like... But all the expectations. Like, all the had. expectations I had for myself. Like, what did that mean for the future I had built mm-hmm. up in my head if I didn't jump off that cliff? Cliff. So I stayed on that cliff for five years, just waiting, idling, doing the things mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to be doing to get to this future that I had made up in my mind. But I, I couldn't even figure out when mm-hmm. I had made up this future. And then one day, I think one day, I just woke up like, thing. guy, what are you doing? Like, what? And I don't know what pushed me, but something pushed me off that edge. And I landed in uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful because I was... At that moment, it was almost like I was able to embrace it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what life holds for me. I mean, I didn't know what social work was until I landed in Corona. And really? took that I literally only knew social work from what I saw on TV. I was like, you know what? I've now jumped off this cliff. Mm-hmm. Now fucking was like now what what hey, is i like, thought i wanted this since i was 18 and if you ask me today i have a very different definition of what it is <laughs> literally like plan, right? now yeah. now that i've jumped and moved literally moved countries to a country i don't know anyone it's i don't know how many yeah. like now what do i do 
And that just, like, summarizes it to me, like, you know, like, baby Amen, what I want to tell you is, like, you are where you need to be. Come on. Like, like it's not by mistake. Yeah. It's not by chance. Not by coincidence. Like, everything aligned for you to mm-hmm. be at that And to place become the woman in, you were meant to be. In that moment. So believe in your have. purpose. That's all we ever... Like, we, we focus have. so much on past and present, future. And, you know, having that relationship with, with past is also... is mm-hmm. is really important for the future, but then... Like this is literally like the only, like the only time we have with each other is no, right now, and it sounds like it sounds like wooey, but like then corny, it's, but yeah, it's, it's literally, literally the truth. It's literally the truth because in the next moment, if someone, if one of us, our lives mm-hmm. are ended, yeah, this is the moment that will be, yeah. that that will be like yeah. ingrained. You have this and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. It it's the it's it's probably there'll be there'll be moments you know of 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 like sharing of like oh yeah. Was great. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I remember when we just met her. Da, 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 da. But you know, in the back of your minds, you'll be mm-hmm. thinking about this moment. Yeah, and that's literally like, and I think it. Another thing to that was, like losing my dad made me realize to just you can't think mm-hmm. of tomorrow and be like, oh no, tomorrow I'll do this. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, and what are you doing moment. today? Like tomorrow you do it tomorrow you do it tomorrow yeah. okay so like today that you're lying down and what are you doing like what you have is right now literally all all the thing is all you have <laughs> is right now that's a reminder for my podcasting mm-hmm. like all you have is right now so if you're going to do something <laughs> so don't be like i'll do it like like this podcast for example i was like no i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and then one day i was like but mine are like what if next week you're not here like or what yeah. if next week something happens and like you can't like, or what if you change the life of one person listening? Exactly. And yeah. What if what if one day someone tuned in and that's just what they needed to hear? Mm-hmm. Just to either help them off the edge or help them like, you know, if I need a minute before I jump mm-hmm. off. Like I need I need a minute. I need that safety. I need to hear I I need to hear something that anchors me. You know, and it's just the Yeah, like it's such a loaded it's such a loaded podcast and yeah. i i apologize because i'm uh, i'm a lot more moved than i thought i'd be um, I didn't, yeah i didn't but, expect um, this um, I but i i remember writing a letter to myself to my younger self last year so it's kind of funny that a year or, or approximately a year later we're talking about this and um i think i always viewed my younger self as weak mm. because i was always scared oh, i was always following worried. yeah i was always following i was always worried <sighs> I would say less I would say less following, but more just I was just always worried. I was always scared. Always. All the time. And I think um I think I just needed to remind myself like you are your own home. You know, like you you call you create what love you need for yourself Mm -hmm. and like your your life is your life and the people's lives around you are too beautiful to live in fear. Mm -hmm. And um and I just want to step out of the fear and into the gratitude. And like you said, like th- these moments, I'm starting to really realize um, as I'm sitting in moments, like I will not be able to recreate this. No. Um, we might all three, all three of us might sit together and sit over. But have we will it before. Yes, oh, we have multiple but, times. But we will never have this no. particular exactly. moment. No. And, ever. Um, and it, ever. It, it, yeah, ever. It manifests in different ways, but this mm-hmm. moment is this moment. Yeah. And, that's um, such a powerful reminder. Yeah, and uh, that's something powerful I'm really trying to reminder. sit with because, um, you know, I, I caretake my grandmother and, you know, every... I spent a I spent a lot of time with her a lot and I think I'm really like this past year I'm just stepping into that like I'm not happy like I'm here yeah I'm here I don't have this forever no I'm gonna bathe in it mm-hmm. you know 
um, transcend your knowledge because when, yeah. when, you, when you when you when you're like navigating mm-hmm. that relationship with with someone who yeah. is, I mean you never know yeah. you might and your you inner might, child, you might enter yeah. into the world sooner than her she absolutely might yeah you, absolutely but. and this talk about inner child work and I'm I'm doing as Omana mentioned she's also doing a practicum I'm doing mine in long term care and what I see is that your inner child is always present mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny in particular because you enter this world with your inner child and you leave this world with your inner child mm-hmm. and um it's this healing work is is a constant you could be on your deathbed and you could still be healing mm-hmm. that inner child mm-hmm. yeah. but um mm-hmm. but it's it's been really beautiful lately for me to see that a woman who raised me in my childhood i am now helping her inner child leave this world mm-hmm. and um and I think life works in those moments. Yeah. And just to know like where we are where we need to be. Just the beauty yeah. of it really. And you know, um And yeah, no, it brings for me you saying that I know this mm-hmm. is like conversation with someone somebody else. But then, why do you like to bring conversations who are not having to Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there because there's so many okay, connections. Okay, okay, what is it? Okay, what is it? What is it? But um now I lost my turn. Sorry. This idea of like gen like decolonizing like family mm. and decolonizing how how we relate with our mm-hmm. families because for for a lot of a lot of like our communities um your your grandparents stay with you until mm-hmm. they leave this world but mm-hmm. then it makes me nostalgic of like times when it was when it was easier to do that mm-hmm. i know for i have for, the privilege to do it yeah mm-hmm. it's a privilege right um when sure. you're across but when you're an intercontinental family yeah. when you're bridging when you have one foot in, in one, one continent and one in another yeah. and you, your yeah. grandparents don't have that privilege of coming nope. over because yeah. because bureaucracy exists because exactly. restrictions exist mm-hmm. because tensions exist mm-hmm. yeah. and the dehumanization of bodies exists yeah and yeah. so the, yeah i'm speaking from privilege yeah um, um but i think even that like even if even if even when we are back home um i think and i can only speak maybe for my family is in some ways um, our, our African families have become so westernized like w- w- we don't have institutionalized care mm-hmm. but we have western ideas of family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our families are more and more nuclear um, mm-hmm. and even if even if like grandparents do stay with us that there's a bond there's that bond mm-hmm. that I think multi-generational families mm-hmm. had prior to colonization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm that like teaching mm-hmm. that passing of knowledge mm-hmm. that oral tra- tradition mm-hmm. piece we don't have anymore because we're in we're in institutions now mm-hmm. of learning where so i'm in school mm-hmm. and the then i'm in school again then i literally like my grandma was like my like my, my maternal grandma i was in her house all the day mm-hmm. all the time then i went to boarding school when i was 10 then i moved to the states when i was 17 then i moved to canada now i'm mm-hmm. 22 yeah and it's like so when are you 12 yeah. years how many years have passed and we haven't lived in the same place yeah. anymore yeah so when is that time to embrace that mm-hmm. knowledge yeah i don't know that is another topic for mm-hmm. another day you are yeah. correct because i feel like if we start we're never gonna yeah, end yeah. which is literally every conversation we have which oh my gosh like i'm so grateful for like we can have the same conversation five times mm-hmm. and i take 10 different things away from it mm-hmm. each time and it's like we are driving it. so mm-hmm. beautiful and just yeah, like thank you for the space oh no thank you for giving me the like i don't know insert word here i needed to start this space mm-hmm. um but we're coming to the end what is one thing 
that you want to one last thing you want to say or one last thing you would say to 13 year old irene and 13 year old Armin as she navigates this world i'll say two things <laughs> short <laughs> things i tried to be a rebel sometimes and then it fell but anyways um <laughs> i would say one i would say you are enough um and then two i would say Your parents are doing the best they can. They, mm-hmm. The best they know. Mm-hmm. The best they know. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was beautiful. Because that is true. Um, um, I think I've, I've repeated it a lot, but uh, it, it just really has stuck with me. Is like, I'm in you are where you need to be. And, you know, let, lo- let, let love guide the way. Um, yeah, you're, you're on your path to becoming the woman you're meant to be. And for me, it would just be, just believe in your purpose, and everything happens for a reason. I know it's corny, it is so corny, but it is so true. Mm -hmm. Like, every step you take isn't a mistake, it's Mm -hmm. not a coincidence, it's not like a fleeting, everything happens for a reason. Every thought, every person Mm -hmm. in your life, every grief, every loss, every everything every sad moment happy moments everything happens for a reason um that's kind of all i have for today or oh, not all oh, we this have this is healing work well all, yeah. all we have time <laughs> to think, have yeah <laughs> oh i do want to give a special shout out yes to pavin in surrey who is a huge fan of omina's and has said she has been a, a fan following since oh, thanks pavin a couple months now nice. i'm just so yeah i just like i think every day i have to remind myself that even if just one person somewhere randomly in the world listens to this podcast, I have done exactly what I set out to be, to do. And I'm not going to be immersed Positively in... Positively intentional. <laughs> I'm not going to be immersed in this societal... In the societal measurement of what success is. Like, I'm just not going to do that. So I'm so grateful to everyone who takes the time out to listen. Yes, Irene? Quick, quick, like, critical moment... I love, I love the idea of like everything happens for a reason. I, I sometimes believe it does, uh-huh. but I think. I think lately I'm learning how to be more critical about about that piece. The statement. Not yeah, the statement, but also like what it what it mm-hmm. means for someone who has been, like. Disenfranchised. Like, yeah. Um, Okay, I have to yeah, I have to caveat that everything happens for a reason, and I have the privilege to say that. Let mm-hmm. me caveat it with that, so that we can now deconstruct that mm-hmm. statement on a later date mm-hmm. because I can see the wheels mm-hmm. turning behind your eyes because her eyes have started. You can't see, but her eyes have started to shine. I I do agree. Yeah, <laughs> and Amma's eyes have yeah. now started to shine also. So if I don't stop here, well, God knows. <laughs> don't stop being critical. But don't stop being critical. Yeah. That is very important. Be, be critical. Everything, everything you, you hear, everything you see, Instagram, Twitter, it's so important. Like, Except so, immunizations, get those. Please, don't be an anti-vax. Don't do that. Just don't. If you do, unsubscribe. Like, literally, don't do that. Like, don't even listen to me if you do. <laughs> Just don't do it. Okay. Um, that is all I have for this week. I don't have any questions or anything like that. So this week, don't forget to be unapologetically intentional. Thank you.